0: Welcome to TalentWise, the definitive podcast for CXOs, human resource and learning and development leaders. This show comes to you from thought leaders who talk about human capital development in today's organization, how to engage and empower today's employee to be effective, competitive and relevant. Stay with us for an exciting conversation with our guest and learn how to future-proof your team. I'm your host Shubhanjan, founder of KnowledgeBridge. Our guest today is Shubhavrata Shaha, Chief of Operations at Farm Division, Mahindra & Mahindra Limited.
1: Companies have to continuously evolve and hence uh, the companies in terms of their evolution will have to focus on a bunch of things and these I kind of put forward in three buckets. Uh, Bucket one is about being able to manage the code much better than what they do. Hmm. Second, continuously being able to reposition the present and finally, the ability to create the future. Hmm. And in this kind of an environment, uh, typically, what would employees have to do? They have to demonstrate significant quantum of curiosity, determination, resilience, and the ability to create redundancy. By doing reskilling and so on and so forth, or multi skilling in areas that they wouldn't have done before. Mm. Uh, in the manufacturing world, it is quite evident that automation, connectedness, etc., are likely to have greater and far reaching impact as time goes on. Having said that, I personally feel that uh, data led business models will evolve much more sharply. I think industries will compete a lot more on data and analytics. The business model disruptions will continuously happen. And I also foresee organization structures and the way things are laid out today will sharply differ from what it is going to be in the future. Uh, The organizations have tried to be good at uh, at least two out of the three these value disciplines, and these value disciplines are that of uh, operational excellence, of uh, the area of product leadership, and on customer intimacy. However, if we really have to sharply define our goal in order to stay ahead of the curve, uh, it will have to be great in one out of the three. And hence, uh, clearly as time goes along, I think companies will have to practice the art of being able to have simplicity and agility and focus in what they do. And hence, what employees will need to do will be characterized by how companies behave.
0: Shubhapratu Shaha is known for transformations and turnaround of large, medium, and startup businesses. His 25 years of work experience includes over 16 spent within the Mahindra Group and the rest spread across Cummins, ExxonMobil, Allied Domecq, and Blowplast. The journey has been dotted with success with turning around Mahindra Farm Division on market share and other key business parameters, starting up and leading Mahindra first choice to being India's largest multi-brand pre-owned car company. He has demonstrated the ability to align business strategy and execution excellence across business formats his single minded focus is in building out performance culture by leveraging people potential and weaving passion and energy at work now on to this great episode of Talentwise with shubhabrata shah shubhabrata welcome to uh, TalentWise. i'm delighted that finally i could uh, you know sort of box you down in your in your office and and get you on the show i'm really really happy that uh, we could have you Uh, have you on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having
0: me. Just before uh, we started recording, we were talking about uh, this whole idea of uh, how to future proof the team. Uh, That's of course part of what is the future of work, where is this headed. Uh, India is not exactly where the west is in terms of uh, automation, yet we have this huge demographic dividend. Some of our uh, Our previous guests have spoken about it. Uh, Some of them have said that this might become a demographic nightmare as well if we are not able to harness them well. Uh, You you mentioned that the world itself is hugely conflicted and it's characterized by uh, discontinuity and disruption. Uh, So,
1: what do you see from from where you are? That's an interesting um, question. And uh, we are seeing discontinuities, we are seeing disruptions and obviously businesses hence have to face a lot of these challenges. Uh, most of us would have heard the context of uh, the pestle factors and as an acronym uh, it is uh, political, economic, social, technological, environmental and legal factors that impinge on the business uh, uh, across geographies and uh, Earlier, we had a world where we would deal with a few factors. And today, I think we're dealing with a world and hence businesses get impacted by all on most of the factors all at the same time. And just to illustrate an example, so, you know, political aspects of a rising trend in a type of politics now, whether you call it right-centered politics or otherwise, has implications in the way the global trading order is functioning. Now, whether it's a battle between the way Trump wants to be seen in America and the way China wants to deal with America, has a very significant bearing on the way the world shapes up. Then there are economic challenges. I mean, come to think of it, uh, you have a country like India, which is is definitely poised for an up move, but is uh, currently shrouded in a fairly difficult economic situation. And there are economies across the world which are either not doing too well at the same time. And India, obviously, because of the trading flows, could get impacted because of that. You have uh, social aspects of change. Uh, we heard the other day the finance minister talking about the fact that automobiles are not moving because young people or millennials do not want to own, but they are are willing to ride on the context of shared mobility. Well, it may have some impact, uh, but the reality is that yes, uh, the way social trends are, it, it's changing a lot of facets in the way we are consuming information, in the way we live our lives, in the way we consume products, and so on and so forth. Then the elements of technology. I mean, the reality is that if you jump from the context in automobiles of PS4 to things like BS6, a very significant amount of investment needs to be carried out before we can get to that level and even post facto. So and and obviously there are multiple legal aspects uh, in terms of conformance. So if the Motor Vehicle Act shifts, consumer behavior shifts, consumption gets impacted and the way people want to lead their lives gets impacted. So all I'm trying to kind of illustrate for you is the fact that yes, we are living in a world which is kind of impacted by all or more of the technological factor, uh, sorry, pestal factors, all virtually at the same time. And hence, um, businesses, uh, in a sense, have to deal with them in a manner where at any given point of time, they have to undergo the context of what I call as dual transformation. And you probably will have to manage the core of your business to keep your profits and cash flows alive on almost like a day-to-day basis and you have to think as to how you want to reposition the present and create the future uh, to be able to kind of be a leader in a discontinuous and a disruptive world in a sense. And uh, to me these dimensions are so strong that as companies or as businesses it becomes paramount to be able to focus on each of these aspects all at the same time. And that obviously has a direct bearing on the way uh, it impacts employees, it impacts the kind of uh, people you recruit, the kind of skilling you need to do for them, the kind of uh, culture you need to build, and so on and so forth. So you were mentioning about these three buckets
0: that, that companies have to be mindful about, right? So can you elaborate on that in this context?
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> if you, if you if you kind of look at the way Uh, the world uh, is kind of shaping up Uh, you are seeing organizations have to consistently perform to stay ahead of the pack and have to be equally answerable to stakeholders at the same time and hence the context of the first bucket of managing the core is about running your business, your operations far more effectively, far more productively than they would have ever done before To be able to stay ahead of the pack and the curve. Now, here the context of if an organization manages its product leadership very well, it means that it has to innovate that much better. It has to be able to improve its product cycle times much better. It has to make sure that its experience of the products with consumers has to be significantly better in order to be able to keep leading the curve in terms of its performance. Now, while it is doing so, it is seeing a shift in terms of consumer demand or it's seeing changes in the way consumers consume products and so on and so forth. And I'm just taking a very small example. The fact is that Kodak used to produce cameras. Right. But Kodak also knew about digital technologies which could disrupt the business but didn't go that far. Knowing is one thing. And the ability to create experiments to be able to see how things move in the future is equally another important facet. And hence, organizations, in order to be able to survive these discontinuities and disruptions, will have to continuously do a lot of small experiments and know the inflection point when to scale up. And hence, the context of businesses needs to reposition the present and to be able to create the future by scaling up when they decide or when they realize that the inflection point has almost arrived or maybe just before.
0: And, and where does that leave the, the employee, the individual employees? Where do they fit in in, in this uh, changing scenario? I
1: think you brought a very interesting con- context as we shift into this discussion of the change in the way businesses have to reposition themselves and the impact that it creates on employees. In my own view, I would think that uh, there is the soft side of it and there is the hard side of it. And the reason I'm using this context is I'm going to talk a little bit about behaviors as opposed to fundamental functional capabilities that one typically speaks about. And these areas are fundamental to making that shift in the fundamental choices that people look at in terms of functions. So, for example, one of the areas that we'll speak about is curiosity. In a world which is sharply shifting, changing, etc., are employees showing aspects of curiosity on a continuous basis, which means that are they aware? Are they seeing shifts? Do they read a lot more? Do they sense a lot more? Do they take up more knowledge by seeing, understanding, uh, touch and feel, learning, and so on and so forth. The s aspects of resilience are equally important. So when shift happens, are employees more adaptive? Are they ready to take on the future by saying that, hey, I've done this, and I want to be the first one to put up my hand and say that I want to do something new? You may not know anything about it, but your ability to create options of upskilling, reskilling, and hence creating redundancies will become very, very important. And the fourth aspect is that of determination. I think the world in which we are living in will bound you with multiple challenges at the same time. How determined are you to be able to move and shift and hence be able to ride the curve, which is the curve of challenge? So in my view, curiosity, resilience, creating redundancies for yourself by reskilling and upskilling consistently and determination of four factors which are the software elements that have a direct bearing on the way the world is shifting. I mean, we we are aware of the fact that there is going to be automation. There is a higher degree of connectedness, whether in machines or through media. Business models are shifting. Structures of the organizations in order to be able to run the business models are shifting. The type of skills that you require to be able to meet those will have to evolve. For example, data, as people say, is the new oil and so on and so forth. The reality is that the world will work on the context of increased personalization, increased convergence of data from internal sources and external sources to be able to find meaningful insights to be able to drive value for consumers. And this is an area that organizations will compete in in the future. So the The type of organizations that you have today to the type of organizations that will evolve because you are repositioning the present and creating the future, as I said earlier, will have a direct bearing and outcome on the employees.
0: Let's take a short break. When we come back, I will ask Shubhav what he sees as the challenges facing his sector besides environmental, policy and economic issues which are looming in the horizon.
2: You are listening to a show-how-to audio original. Podcasting is one of the fastest-growing content marketing avenues today. We can help you exploit this largely untapped marketing opportunity. We can craft your audio strategy and leverage the wide-reach and easy streaming capability that smartphone penetration provides. It is powerful and personal. Talk to us to find out how podcasting can help you build your brand and reach out to target audiences. Welcome
0: back. I will ask Shubha Broto about the challenges his sector faces and how the industry is responding. What kind of impact do you see in, in your sector, for example? What kind of uh, technological, uh, I, I mean, I know that the political legal issues will vary from country to country. In India, there are uh, lots of things in the, in the pipeline, the environmental uh, standards like Bharat 6 and so on and so forth.
1: Uh, what else is visible to you? I think uh, two or three things. I mean, uh, in, in my opinion, one of them is your dexterity in abil- and, and the ability to handle new technologies. The second is how do organizations and employees see data as a source of competitive advantage? Number three. Is leading the frontiers of shift. And I, let, let me just take a small example of, let's say, Industry 4.0. As a sector, it has embraced pretty early the context of Industry 4.0. Correct. While organizations may have had very, very levels of uh, change and speed in terms of accepting this, but the industry has embraced it. And that we are seeing in terms of the culture and evolution of the shop floor as well. Take for example, the whole digitalization of the supply chain from customer to a disaggregated level at a part, at a supplier end. This whole chain is so clear and visible. And as employees embrace that and see how things shift, instead of their usual old ways of working, to something that is being run by programs and algorithms, It is having a direct bearing in the manner in which they run the business, both at the front end as well as at the back end. How does it kind of impact the core working capital and impact the cash flows of the company? These are areas that teams are able to kind of visualize and see how technology can have a direct bearing and impact on the way they run the business. Take another example. We've got sensors in machines today. Earlier it used to be, let's say, things like time-based monitoring. Right, so condition-based monitoring and then having an impact on the repair and maintenance cost of large manufacturing outputs. So there are multiple sets of examples that we are seeing evolution in, and tomorrow's technologies uh, coming into India at lower costs. Whether it is AR, VR, whether it is for doing training and doing work on the shop floor and so on and so forth. There are multiple facets of some of these that are still at an early date. Right. I kind of foresee that shift happening in a fairly big way.
0: And how soon do you think it is going to hit? Uh, I mean, I, I do understand that there is there is one generation of employees in the automobile sector who will possibly retire. I mean, these are the people who are in the late fifties and ready to go out. But but how do you see this impacting uh, the rest of the
1: rest of the workforce? I think. Um... Uh, I think I'll just take an analogy, Um, I think Indians by nature are very good at motor skills, if you will, and the reason I say this is that I think the shift in the manner in which the bottom of the pyramid, in a sense, has taken to mobile technologies, and I see this all the while, that guards of societies, or chockedars as we call them, or drivers, perhaps know or have greater dexterity on their mobile phones than most of us really have because the kind of time that they spend on this and the kind of uptick that they have on that is huge. I mean, let me just share the context of TikTok and its evolution in India. Everybody and his uncle wants to be seen up there. Yeah, yeah. So the adaptiveness to apps, the adaptiveness to new technologies the ability to transition from one to the other, I think, at at large in the in the country is quite high. The second is, I think, uh, democratization of information, which I call improvement in information symmetry and communication, and also the hard side that they seeing themselves that unless and until they improve their skills and adapt to the new world order, they themselves will make themselves unviable. And hence, I think the younger force realizes this. And a large population wants to get educated in technology. It's another fact that we don't have excellent grounding schools for training people and, and the relevant skills at an early date. So if there were schools that were training people in the area of automation, of robotics, of AR, VR, and so on and so forth, it can be a very powerful way. There are many thoughts on the table, there are some early signs, there are green shoots, government has started scaling centers and so on and so forth. But I think the relevance of each of this to the evolution of technologies has to be married very well to make India farm a farm of productive and efficient nation. Right. So so that brings me to the final point that
0: a lot of these, because of the s- simple nature of the dynamicity in, this, in the situation, uh, again, referring back to your uh, Pestel framework, the the dynamicity, because it's so so many things are impacting the industry. How do you think what KPIs if you say or what what whatever is getting measured, how is that going to change both at the organization level and at the at the at the employee level?
1: You're stoking the fire in me to kind of get reminded uh of a very interesting book that was once written, which is called The Discipline of Market Leaders. I think it's as relevant today as when it was written. And this is the context of focus. I think organizations, um, in order to be good at what they do, need to be very good across the three value disciplines of operational excellence, of product leadership, of customer intimacy. But if they have to be truly great, they have to be superlative in one out of the three. Is the larger context than the book espoused. And I think in today's market environment, it becomes that much more relevant. And to answer your question, if the choice of the organization is operational leadership, then cost focus will be of paramount importance. Everyday low prices of Walmart and the way Amazon operates in the world cannot happen Unless and until the entire organization, from the top man to the last man on the street standing do this as a culture and hence the KPIs and the measurements within that organization will be the continuous improvement that they do in terms of, let's say a very simple thing of the prices at which they buy products without compromising quality. What kind of inventories do they have of each of the products? Do they have a discipline of shelving products if things don't move at point in time? So these organizations will be extremely focused on making sure that their rotation of capital is better. They will in- ensure that the inventory turns are superior. They will ensure that the buying margins are consistently good because they play on the ability of building volume and scale and so on and so forth. And in turn, have a very strong cash flow. So, so in a sense, uh, if I want to pick up the focus on the discipline that I want to run after will determine the kind of metrics that you will work on. So if an automobile company decides to work on customer intimacy, while being reasonably good at each of these three, it has to ensure a set of things so that it can keep the consumer happy at a certain level, post-purchase, during purchase, pre-purchase and so on and so forth because you don't build customer intimacy in today's context after having sold the vehicle. There are multiple touch points and this is the whole thing about consumer experience across all touch points that organizations that decide to have customer intimacy is the value discipline that they will chase.
0: I think that's a good note to to end that uh, the future is dependent upon many things uh, but uh, not least is your focus on your ability to, uh, what, in your words, put yourself into continuous redundancy and from the organization, the customer intimacy, that's, that's going to really be the key uh, irrespective of what, what kind of other technologies and automations are coming
1: in. Any last words? I think uh, you kind of summed it up pretty well. Um, So the context is uh, the dimensions and the evolution of organizations in a discontinuous world. Uh, For the employees uh, on the behavioral side we spoke about the four aspects of curiosity, resilience, determination and creating redundancies. Uh, Looking at the facet of from good to being great as organizations, the choice of the value discipline you will run after, the choices between operational excellence, product leadership and customer intimacy. This will define where to play and how to win. So clearly, if all of these are very clear for the organization, then the impact on the choice that employees have or the type of employees that you need to have as a choice within the organization will get very clearly
2: defined. TalentWise is brought to you by Knowledge Bridge. We produce customized and multilingual visual training content. We have worked on complex processes, products and skills development for large blue-chip brands such as Tata Motors, Mahindra First Choice, HomeLink, Epson, Toyota, Citibank and Consul Neowatt serving diverse industries. Talk to us for your next custom content requirement. And be pleasantly surprised. Call us on nine nine zero two one six three one three two.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Shubhra. I, I really appreciate your taking the time. And uh, I'm I'm telling you right now, I will hound you again for the season two.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
2: Coming up next week, another exciting episode of Talent Wise with Catherine B Roy.
3: I see the future of work changing very rapidly. And I believe that we need to be aware of that and to, as CEOs and leaders of our companies, uh, do something now before it's too late. What I perceive that it is happening is actually that artificial intelligence and machine learning are taking over. I have been web developer for 12 years. I am Java web programmer, so I basically develop applications for huge enterprises. And uh, although I loved doing that, I started to be aware that because I am making an automatization of a system in a company, for example, accounting, then one, two, three, five, ten people will lose the job because they are not needed anymore. And if company doesn't invest in those people, if they don't learn other skills and if they don't work on themselves, they will end up without
0: the job. Thank you for being with us today on Talent Wise. We hope we helped you focus on some actionable ideas today. It was certainly enlightening for us. We hope to see you again on our next episode. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from and give us a rating while you're at it. Thank you in advance. This Show How To original podcast is produced for KnowledgeBridge, the multilingual visual training platform and custom training content creators by Show How To Audio.
1: Hosted by Shubhanjan Sarkar and produced by Rajiv Aditya. See you next time.